0: The Koy gig Pod on off the ball.
1: I'm grimacing because it was such an opportunity. Possession wise, I thought they were good, but they didn't have the cutting edge
2: and they don't have Sam Kerr.
0: Subscribe to the feed in the OTB sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Finny Parts, good morning to you. Morning.
1: Yeah, it's great to have no fears in life, isn't it? You must be feeling pretty proud. Yeah, no, it was a great night. Um his granny came over from the UK to see him make his debut, uh, to score as well, so that was great for him and um, obviously there, there was a huge family from the Fer- Ferguson there, so yeah,
0: they did a good night. Yeah, he, and look, uh, these games are always very difficult when uh, there's a lot of pressure on you, but he was he was excellent.
1: Yeah, I think um, it's funny, I said, in between Sean St. Ledger and Richard Dunn at the game last night, um, I blanked the Ferguson's for the night and... Um, the two of them, obviously, two of them played at a really high level, and the one thing the two of them remarked on is movement is is sensational, like and how difficult it would be to mark them. Um, and I don't think because even with Brighton, as you see him making a lot of these movements, dropping into that sort of ten position, and don't always get the ball, but it drags people around. And it's, I think, it's um, you probably need a runner beyond it. And I think the likes of Matoma Brighton would 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 like that leave a bit of space or solid March. So, uh, but to be fair, thought. He mentioned Smallbone there in his interview. Him and Smallbone linked up really well with Smallbone making them runs from that sort of ten position. So Smallbone and him were very good
2: good combination. It's funny you, you mentioned his movement because at some stage in the second half it was almost like a red button. I was sitting in the side stand and you can kind of sit and watch Evan Ferguson for time in that second half. And I mean this not disrespectfully to the, to the rest of the Irish team but a lot of the movement and sometimes the touches are at Championship level or League One level. But with Ferguson you can tell his touch and his movement is Premier League level like there's just he's a notch above a lot of the Irish players I, and I mean that with respect to the rest of the Irish players as well we know what level we're at but Ferguson's movement and his touch is sublime Vinny as well
1: Yeah it is it's something I think he's really worked on over the last like the huge credit has to go to Brighton they've really developed that part of his game because he's he's come in now into the, to suit their style and he's not an out no striker so the benefit of that of him, the player, is he could do all the striker stuff. He could, you know, get into the box. He score headed goals, good finisher. We've seen over the last couple of weeks. But is actually the level of his play since he's gone to Brighton as his link up or uh, taking the ball in under pressure, and also. You remember the weight of the pass into strikers. When you do group levels, it's it's completely different. He gets it a little bit quicker um, in the Premiership, I would say. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, look, um, yeah, I, I think he he's been a, a real find for us now. Absolutely,
0: you obviously have to be coachable, right? But um, just to to tease that out, how how are Brighton fixing that stuff or making that better? What what is it like? I know it's obviously hours on the training, but what else are they doing? Like,
1: um, uh, well, look. Without knowing the whole ins and outs of it, it's it's straightforward stuff as in its video analysis, it's it's watching this game, it's 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 about continuity of the first team playing the same way as the under twenty three is at the time. So the two teams play the same way, so they're coached the same way, you expect the striker of the of the first team to play the same way. within reason. And so it's all of those little fine details where um when you look at um when you look at the, the say the Irish rugby team and particularly now being best in class when someone comes out someone else goes in it's like for like and that's how when or going back to the All Blacks or whatever it was when things are really clicking for a club it's it's seamless that the same way so it's the same principles in your club all the way through within reason you know you'll have a big striker playing for your under 13s who's 7 foot 2 and, but within reason that's how it's done and it's, it's training ground it's about one on one meetings it's about sitting with players it's about developing them and that's why a lot of clubs will would, would hire coaches specifically around development of players so his job will be you know to That's why they record training, record under 23 matches, he link videos together, sit with individual players. So, individual uh, player
0: improvement or development is a huge part. Of clubs at the highest level, yeah, he's obviously benefiting from it massively. Yeah. Um, so, what what else about the shape of the team last night? I, I, so, we've got to talk about this because we did talk about it a little bit earlier. Dunphy wanted the full team that was going to play against France. Uh, I, I see merits in some merit in that argument, but at the same time, you know, you've got to manage a squad and you've got to keep everybody interested. And it's a bit early in the campaign to be saying this is my first eleven. Everybody else, you're second.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of them where I'm probably walking in a little bit nervous. I didn't hear you this morning. I didn't see much reaction because I was at the game last night and I, I don't know, I came away from a little bit glass half full, glass half empty feeling um, and you often get that with friendlies, don't get me wrong, but um, I, like, I've probably got more questions now of the team for France than I do going
2: into the game. I think it's very confusing. Um, That's a good thing though. That means the likes of bone put up a hand.
1: No, yeah, but the, the challenge we have is like... Um, where are we with Matt Doherty? Like you've got to say, if I if I'm Stephen Kenny's assistant, I'm sitting with him this morning saying, I, like, what's the decision about right wing back? Mm. You know, I have to say Matt Doherty looks like he's not playing football. So that game obviously playing him benefit him, and we've got to we've got to see beyond uh, as an Irish international team. We've got to see beyond players not playing week in week out because of the size of our nation and different things. But you've got to have concerns about him and I look at Seamus Coleman playing week in week out with Everton I heard uh, Nathan on, I think it was yesterday talking about it, We have, if you actually watch him closely, he's been excellent in the yeah. last couple of months, he's got really really fit again, that injury knocked him back for a couple of years and while he is ageing I would, be, I would be making the argument to Stephen this morning, you know what we've got to look at um, Seamus and whether that means, like he didn't come on yesterday so I find it hard to believe the Shammes will come over and not play this week. Mm. Um, so that tells me Seamus will probably start on Monday in my head. Um and that does that mean Doherty plays left wing back? So there that's where there's a little bit of confusion now. Um and then got, to go back to the game last night. We and I've said it many times on this show <clears> but <throat> we have to learn how to beat these teams. We we weren't good enough against a pretty average side last night. We ended up winning 3-2, but I, I was hugely disappointed by the performance. We didn't create enough chances. We we have to have a more adaptability about our shape when we play teams. Similar ranked to us are or, or lower than us because the first goal was brilliant. It was what you want to see. striker dropping in, out to the full-back, full sets a small ball and stand-up is brilliant. And your left back is getting in the back post scoring. But beyond that... Like We didn't pepper their goalkeeper, they looked really poor last night and this system we're playing, I think it suits the France game, So, but how we can't adapt this, uh, a system for when we play teams like this, it's a big concern, we've struggled against nations and the results back that, it's statistically back it up, it's like people talk about the goal from distance, oh it's unlucky. When it happens once, it's a lucky twice, but now it's like
0: a team. Yeah, so what, what, two things, right? Uh, one, we need to create more chances um, and adaptability around that, and then the um, long-range goals. Can we talk about the long-range goals? Is there, a, is there a world in which that happens if he picks his full team last night, if, if Coleman is playing? if well, well, I suppose we don't. We, if Egan's we, playing well, well we've conceded them goals
1: people will say over the weekend Josh Cullen adds to this Irish team and he makes us tick and all of these things and that's what you're going to hear that over the weekend in the build up to the France game but Josh Cullen's by and large been in the team when these goals have been conceded so um, it is a problem like it's something that has to be fixed um, our press well, is starting too late is it well, well, or too deep a, a good example of not. I'm sort of not answering your question but when you look at Callum O'Dowd last night Ireland pressed with the front two the the full back for Latvia had a field day, got the ball, and, uh, and by the time Kalmydova engaged them, he he was in on on a back or back four or back five, and uh, the setup of the team is allowing we're we're a little bit too passive passive in midfield, a little bit too like particularly against Latvia, and and reluctant almost reluctant to say that Stephen Kenny I know is Kalmydova is like, out oh, press that ball really quickly. Um, when Fergs and Obifemi go and press he goes and press really quickly you've got three centre-halves in behind you and there's a, there's a flaw in, in
0: in our setup? I think, well, I think. Uh, it struck me watching it um, that uh, people weren't fully aware it wasn't it was it wasn't unconscious about where they were supposed to be on the pitch when we didn't have the ball that they were thinking about it a bit and so it's, that's where the disjointedness comes from and obviously against France Camavinga drop deep and pick a pass and yeah. suddenly the ball yeah, see, see, I'm not balls in here
1: the France game I think we'll have a really good performance I think it suits us I think the shape of the team will be right it won't be that high pressure you let them have the ball we'll drop in we'll have a good shape about us and by and large we've done okay against the top nations I'm not overly worried about that I think we'll have a really strong performance mm. that, and, and I don't know the team but just going
0: back to last night it, that ain't working against teams around us and um, so is there is there a world in which he's actually just playing that because this is Laffy and it doesn't matter and it's a friendly and actually it's better preparation so he's kind of half in the dumpy camp where he's like pushing people in the direction of this is how we're going to prepare like because yes. there's a limit of access. Yeah, of course, course there is and, and there's, there's an element to that. And, yeah,
1: and absolutely. So you're playing Matt Daugherty because he's your number one player and blah, etc. But well, I think he's got a decision to make around that one now. Okay? So, but... Th- 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 but we're not beating these teams around us Jair, over the last two years. So, like, keep doing the same thing expect different result. So something, like, I worked with Stephen Kenny and we went to Zenit St. Petersburg, okay, in European, mm. Europe, and people were say, was well, there anything on the line really? Yes, there was. We were trying to get out of the group at the time. And we went and attacked them and you got Brazilian internationals, Juliano was playing for Brazil at the time. They were worth a couple of hundred million. And I was working on a day job at the time when we'd done that. There was people like, But we went and had a go and we attacked and we hit the crossbar in the 92nd minute to get one of the greatest results of all time. And we went and had a go. We'd horgan out wide and I'm watching this team last night and it's passive and it's slow, slow, slow. And there's a lot to be excited about as well with the and with small bones, with the young players coming through. And going, we've got to change from that and we've got to learn from that um, because that could have been... In a two-game window, that could have been your first qualifying game against the Greece at home or a, a whoever it could have been. And we've struggled in them games and we've got to learn from that last night. And that's where I asked the question,
2: I think we've learned loads, but what have we really learned? As you're saying, Ger, like we look better in possession, formation-wise, than out of possession. And it's almost like it's, I don't know if this is something Vinny, but... At international level, you obviously don't get as much time. The manager doesn't get, doesn't get as, much, as much time in the training pitch as perhaps he would like. Certainly not as much as at club level. But it, it's tougher to practice out-of-possession formations in training than it is... You know, you can set up... Yes. Well, you can set up in formation quite easily oh, is in that training.
1: The, oh, it's easier to set up without the ball, uh, Shane, because so it's w- it's a very simple drill. Like, you, you, you get your players to play the ball, They do 11 v 0 or 11 v 11, and then once a goal breaks down, you're able to actually physically drag people when we don't have the ball I want you here, here, here as I always say the easiest part
2: of football is to set up defensively But so the that's the easiest part Is the problem that these players wouldn't have been used to playing with each other is that too well, easy Well no
1: solution? but I challenge it on Ireland are really good on the ball that part I challenge on that like what's really good on the ball being easy on the eye passing it sideways, backwards like against Latvia last night we should have created the, the quality of the opposition and the quality we have we should have created chance after chance I'd accept that result and people would if we'd have peppered their goal mm. the first goal brilliant small ball and standing up for a, a wing back we didn't play like that last night so I challenge your your is question there, about being good on the ball
0: Is there any world in which you go 2-0 up and you get a bit complacent Kenny yeah. was like I don't want to use the word complacent and then he used the word complacent and it did feel a little bit like Sting went out of the game and we're not good enough really yet to have we, we we can't control possession for 35 minutes and just kill the opposition to the point where we know we're going to score a third goal but it'll come after 70 minutes or around then
1: yeah but you do that by creating chances by getting into the fun zone by and eventually you wear a team back and what happened that game switched we went 2-0 up and you you got the sense and it's very easy after the fact and we, if you had, I wasn't mic'd up or the the two lads were sitting with you could see Latvia growing into the game because yeah. we lacked intensity you could see and when you got the goal from distance you're like okay it's from distance bit unlucky but no I think they got, they better, got, got better and got yeah. better because why and I make this point our right wing back wasn't on the end line crossing again for a left wing back which sent them back and so we lacked we lacked intensity last night and we got punished, but almost punished for it. So what are the fixes? <clears throat> what are well, the fixes for that? Well, I'll give you... What, what are the fixes? Like, okay, we... We struggle with some wingers, but I, st- I still think we have enough to come up with formations of a four, two, three, one when we play these teams or some variant of that. But look at the fix. Mikey Johnson came on and Chidozie at Benye and just gave the whole team a lift yeah. and, and put them under pressure. Why There was intensity in our forward play. there was people running there was there was more movement there was, and, and sometimes it 's easy when subs comes on when a game is stale to be fair. Right, and the old pros will tell you that it's it's always the, the fellas come on and the game wasn't yeah. going well. But it is about intensity. It's about like you can play Chidozi and Benya as a, as a wide man, absolutely. You could play Smallbone as as one of the narrow ones. You could play. Now we've got Mikey Johnson, who I think will be a really exciting player, but he doesn't fit into our system. Because he's an out-and-out winger.
0: Yeah, but Kenny was like, uh, uh, in the post-match, you know I love wingers, Tony. I was like, well, okay, that's interesting. So, And he was <laughs> like, because he, he came, as soon as they got the international clearance, he came straight into the squad and then he came straight into the team the first yeah, time they yeah. could get him. So uh, maybe maybe he's not a one-man solution to this, but certainly... Um, yeah, they- I, 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 I
1: don't buy into that we don't. like Callum O'Dowd has been around for a while and he's now playing wing back but he is, he is such a winger um, yeah look it it doesn't necessarily need wingers to play that system if you don't have wingers you can still play with the front three yeah. uh, a lot of teams do it they can play narrow but it's about releasing your full backs it's about getting 2v1 overloads against weaker teams a lot of the teams you look at then lesser nations have come here and they've they've shut up shop in the middle or space out wide and we're ultimately on a one v one out wide instead of two v ones where you create a lot of stuff and
2: um we've do, got improving it. Does Will Smallbone start? Like he, he certainly put his hand up for, for maybe more significant inclusion against France, but then we were as we were saying this morning, who do you who do you leave out if Will Smallbone does come in?
1: Um that that's the that's the question in terms of the team. I think I, I, I thought People saw will smallball's goals for the under twenty ones and they, they speak them up, but his overall performances against any team we played Italy, whatever at the twenty ones he looked a cut above everyone on the pitch. I think will Smallbones at a stage his career where club form has to go well from and I think there's there's another level from um who do you leave out depends on the way he sets up the team to mm-hmm. be to be honest with you um Jason Knight, I would imagine. I'd imagine Stephen came into this with a sort of clear idea within reason of who he's going to start against France on Monday. Um, the challenge is someone like Smallbone done, done very well but sh- does he put him into the team? I think the only thing we know now is Bezuna will play. I think of a good idea that it'll be, uh, the back three will be um, Egan, Egan uh, O'Shea and Collins. Collins looked rusty as hell last night. I don't know what we came across on TV but I think that's set in stone and Josh Cullen will play beyond that I actually don't know what he's going to do I would play Seamus Coleman on one side and um, whether it's Matt Doherty or um, you couldn't rule out James McLean for his running power on the left Yeah, um, Cullen Malumby, I think we have to now play against France With uh, I mentioned it before uh, maybe a boxing midfield of, of Jason Knight and uh, Smallbone making those forward runs, what McGrath done against Portugal away with one centre forward. I'm still not convinced he's going to play Evan Ferguson. Haven't been convinced about that. Really? Well, yeah, I'm not convinced about that. I think if Adam Ida was fit, Jesus, I think he has he to start. Jesus, he Yeah, I think he does, but I haven't been convinced about it. But. Um, the other thing is then, if we're gonna, if, if he's not gonna play that way, it has to be Chidozi or Benetit who gives you that running power back into uh, positions because we know how France play. I don't think they'll overchange how they play. will be so
0: you you would play a ahead of Aubameyang for the France game. Yeah,
2: and Aubameyang uh, kind
1: of, looked like last night to me that
2: he's not playing enough football. He was rusty, wasn't he? Yeah, I just thought he he wasn't involved enough nearly. Because you know what he's capable of That's the problem So you're like Well this guy We know what his, his top standard is But he just Every time he got the ball You were like Even his runs off the ball Vinny I don't know if you noticed that as well He almost didn't seem As lively as he usually is To, to be fair The
1: players Like They, they struggle To play nowadays As a centre forward With another one beside them Because yeah. They're just not doing it all the time And Yeah That that will take time If him and Ferguson And going to As a partnership It will take time to develop But We've got options But yeah, the team. I am probably four or three away from what I thought the team would be going into the game last night and when it came out of it.
0: Yeah. And uh, look I, I see so if he if he picked the team that he wanted to play against France, we'd all know exactly what he's gonna do. And this I guess is why you you uh, earn your corn as a manager, like and I, I do think that there's an eye on the Greece game because the Greece and the next window is Greece away and Gibraltar at home. Yeah. And if we get six points from that, irrespective almost of what happens against France, we'll feel good about life. If we get four points from that, that's probably at the break-even situation where it's our results versus the top two teams versus Greece's results of the top two teams if we beat them at home. Um, and that's that's the ball game for this.
1: Yeah. Um, I suppose Like the other thing, though, is over the years we've always had a big result against a big nation. So, you know, part of me would like Holland to beat France... Bit of turmoil. The French can fight with each other, have a bad weekend. The Irish weather, get the hotel. Hopefully, is not great. That they go to, the Wi-Fi's down or something. You <laughs> all start fighting, and we have a magical night. You know that. Um, Send the drones out up.
0: to block the Wi-Fi. Yeah, and,
1: yeah. uh, players get upset and <laughs> not having Wi-Fi. Um, so something along them lines is what you hope for. I think we will need a big result in this. This result uh, in this campaign. So. I mean, why not be Sunday? Like I keep going back to it. The Stephen Kenny I know would be, would be thinking about getting a result, like one 0 or two 0 and a good performance is not what
0: he his mindset is. So, so we should go through the team just to, to uh, what your final, what your team would be, and what you think might be picked. But then, just the second, the second goal, obviously, the first goal is 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 now an issue because it's happened so much, and and I definitely agree with that. To be honest, um, the whole oh, it's world class, nothing could do better. There's probably a lot you can do. Second goal is a bit of a disaster because. It's just a set piece, a run-of-the-mill set piece and there's three separate opportunities <laughs> yeah. for the defenders to do something about it.
1: Yeah, and I think Alba Mamadeli's got to do better first. like There's a, there's a couple of errors. I think um, it, it gets a deflection on the way in but I've seen, if anyone knows that about coaching goalkeepers, that's something they work on. There's a new piece of kit yeah, now yeah, the where, the, where the ball hits and it spins in different ways. I think... Kevin should have done a little bit better for it. I also think if you look at the first goal from behind, he doesn't sort his feet out properly, so he's diving sort of under the ball as opposed to up. Um, So that will have to be looked at. Again, he's not playing loads of football. But there there was a couple of fundamental errors in the second goal where we just lacked a little bit of aggression to go and win a proper header. And header 25 yards as opposed to into a little danger and didn't get a good enough pressure on us so
0: there's probably about three hours in that goal um, is that fixable is that like a, 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 an attitude where we're have to, we have to be on it from the first second to the last against France everybody around me is, is world class so I just need to make sure that I'm giving this absolutely and that's why I don't fear against France because I think I think your mindset's completely there. You probably
1: had that ball five yards further clear okay. and when it does break, you're throwing your body on the line and it hits you in a, somewhere where it hurts and you move on and you don't concede, I'd like to think. Um, I, I, I could sort of forgive that one, but I'd be disappointed in players in terms of their errors for that goal.
0: Absolutely. So we know it's Bazuna, we know it's the back three, it's Seamus Coleman. The, the news on Coleman was that he had a, a slight strain uh in the last game against Everton but afterwards Kenny said he's going to be fine so we've taken that at face value that he's going to start I think and captain the team I think so and then who would you pick on the left at this stage having seen Doherty play last night was the whole point of giving him the game time so yeah, that you yeah. feel good about starting him I, th- I think I I think. think we'll probably
1: start Doherty I think he, he, he I th- I'd say he'll get the, the game time I know Calum had done quite well last night but I think you you go uh, sort of horses for courses and you back your better players yeah I, uh, you you have to carry one or two like we're carrying Collins who is looks a little bit rusty you think you'd be fine a um, couple of balls over the top and we were like there was danger um so we the reaction speed wasn't great but i think
0: you, i think that back five is, is is set up okay and then uh in midfield we you you had the box of four. So is that two sixes really? Yeah, I think well, yeah, um, Cullen and Malumbi will play. Um, I think
1: I think the two of them will play. Um, it's about what we do ahead of them. So Cullen is obviously one of Stephen's mainstays, and people, you know, really raid him and how he passes the ball. Um, I think he's done really well for Burnley this year. Obviously, so he goes into the team. Malumbi's energy is what we need. Um, I think he, he's surpassed Jeff Hendrick in terms of that position for us, so he will play. And then, you know, Jason Knight's done excellent for us. Jamie McGrath's done excellent in these games as well. I wouldn't rule out him coming into the team. Um, so, but uh, for me, I, I, personally, I played with two tens, as in Smallbone and Knight right small Um, bone straight in right small bone ahead um, say on the right and and Knight on the left to go and support when it's on but also give that defensive cover they've they've used that system before but was only really one midfielder done and Knight does it now or McGrath has done it to shore it up and then one centre forward is, is how I would play but who's that (laughs) <laughs> um, I, I think Evan Ferguson has to start yeah, he he's, he's a level
0: above um, I'm still not convinced by it I just haven't been um, I think like Nathan's been making the point that if we lose the game and Ferguson doesn't start you're making a big rod for your back and I know you shouldn't you shouldn't care about what the response outside is going to be but you have to because
1: maybe I'm overthinking it but I've heard a couple of interviews and a couple of things where I've not known this man through football for 20 years and going was he not that he's not convinced, just he's trying to manage the hype. Uh, yeah, and, the and it's just going okay. So just something has has created a doubt in my mind. Um, small point, but I, like he did, he wore nineteen last night. I, I would have given him number nine, but that's that's me. There you go. There's number nine. son going, but look. <laughs> It, they're just small points and they're niggling way in my, my mind I could be wrong we Is, find is it. any
0: of it just trying to manage the hype and expectation and because like, it, it it is No that's no I don't that's not Stephen's style No I don't Ferguson believe. doesn't seem bothered by it all anyway
1: Yeah I think, I think no that's like if he was club manager to him maybe but internationally like I th- I think a lot of the crowd turned up to see him Oh I totally I think the reaction of him last night my, I got my sister and um, our two kids tickets for the game and my sister said we'll have him play and I said no I don't think so I think they'll keep him for Monday and like my niece was tempted not to go cause she wanted to go <laughs> see Ferguson but uh, they were delighted they ended up playing so look I think there's a huge reaction to this kid and the momentum with it and um, so I think I think the goal last night will certainly push but I wouldn't be shocked, that's the way I put it, if Adam Ida
0: started or, or, or somebody else started. Maybe the injury and the doubt about Ida even yeah. joining up in the first place isn't it? It takes that out of. Um, Sean St. Ledger has a, an interesting life. He's working for Leicester as a scout, bumped yeah. into our former colleague Owen Sheehan in Colombia at one stage.
1: Yeah, um, he's been, he was telling me he was in France, um, he's, he's all over the world, yeah. So um, he yeah it's a great gig it goes to watch players at a really high level um, speaks really highly of Brendan Rogers. anyone that's ever known Brendan Rogers or, or worked with him speak really highly and I think Leicester because of the, the sort of financial fair play or whatever's going on financially yeah. are sort of operating off a different market and and Brendan Rodgers has always been strong in that sort of French market and sort of uh, picking players from outside. If you think of Can't they obviously he went to Leicester before him, but if you think of the players that they've had success at Leicester, for Can't
0: they? All these players. Uh, it's a really interesting yeah. gig he has. Yeah, good stuff. Um, so you feeling okay about this? We we a, a, a draw slash famous night no.
1: yeah I, I think we'll do really well in the game I think it'll be a great night I don't see us being turned over and, and, and overly beaten but um, no, I think it'll be a really good Irish night looking forward to it and um, t- to finish on a real positive the amount of young players coming through we, we've got something exciting ahead of us we just need to get the very best out of them alright Vinny, good stuff thanks a million for that
0: OTB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back neon night edition available now